Welcome to Roadhouse Minute, the podcast where we review the best bad movie of all time, Roadhouse, one minute at a time, and where we always try to be nice until it's time not to be nice. I'm Roger. I'm Marcy. And we are joined once again this week by Sean German from many things, but you may have heard him from Spinal Tap Minute, Groundhog Minute, or maybe even Five Minutes of Mime. How are you doing, Sean? Fantastic. Uh, thanks for having me back. Absolutely. Well, okay, so this is minute 53. This minute starts with Dalton reflecting on Doc's confidence in his lack of niceness, and it ends with Doc uh, rebutting Dalton's suggestion that he's too much for her to handle. So this is sort of the, this is the sequel to, I guess, our last conversation about Mm -hmm. what's happening with their relationship. This is sort of like the relationship strikes back. Before we get to any of that stuff, this is really, like, this is really the, the, the bar flies time to shine. So can we maybe just start with that? <laughs> yeah. um, this, I got to say, the guy who's running the grill here, he, he kind of looks like Walter Matthau's stand-in for grumpy oh. old men. With that really big <laughs> smile he gives at the end. Oh, yeah. Like all the jowls come pulled up. He does something great with his face when Dalton sort of lays down the money on the table. Cause like, I'm trying to imagine his inner monologue. It's too bad. We don't get a scene with just like him as the main character. Cause it sounds like he's like, Oh, you've, de- you've deprived me of my opportunity to continue to be mean and rotten to this guy by paying for him to stay here. Now I have to be nice. How much money do you think Dalton laid down there? It's a really good question. I got an answer, but you go first, Sean. I was actually wondering that. And I was kind of wondering, like, can we zoom in? Do we get a shot at the bill? No, we can't. So I'm thinking uh, it's a 10. That's my guess. He, oh, he slaps down a 10. A 10. No, I was no. Gonna, I was going to no. guess a 20. I think Dalton lays down a $100 bill. $100 bill? Well, he, look, look, he gets paid $500 a night. He's not spending his money. We know he pulls out one of something. And I think, like, if he slapped down a $20 bill, the the grill man would have just been like, man, why are you wasting my time? That's not that's not the next month's rent. That's tonight's rent. Yeah, I think. Well, so, I mean, oh, they just let, sat there and drank coffee. So what's that? A two buck tab? This Let, is like nineteen eighty nine Midwest diner coffee, and this is fifty. Not cents? even two bucks. Yeah. Let me continue to make this case. We know that a hundred dollars a month is the rent for Emmett's. Uh, barn loft so it should be mm-hmm. at least enough to get you a month on yeah. the stool at this grill and not to mention he's still trying to like he's still trying to show doc that he is more than meets the eye to to use a figure of speech so i think if if he were to pull out a hundred dollar bill from the outside of his wad of money and slap it down on the bar i think she would be impressed i i disagree i think just the opposite that I think I think that the show of kindness and humanity to kind of cover, uh, you know, the drunkard's tab, that impresses her. But to whip out a hundred, then it's you're showing off. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. a show off move, and I think that would put her off. That's too much. I love the smile on his on the grill man's face. Well, yeah. It's so yeah. fantastic. If you wonder, is it possible to frown while smiling? <laughs> That's uh, what this expression is. Yeah. You, so you do five minutes of mime, Sean. Mm-hmm. Have you reached the point in your mime training where you can literally keep your entire face motionless, except for the yeah. corners of your mouth, which you turn up to 11 to use another one of your podcasts mm-hmm. to your speech? Yeah. Um, 
this I, maybe I can reach out. Maybe this guy is still around. Maybe we can get him as a guest who you know kind of plays the uh, the grill master, or whatever the guys working the counter. Because actually, because mm-hmm. I've been working on the opposite with um, with the COVID situation and, and masks and everything. I've been working on my smizing. Can I smile from the eyes? Where this is the exact opposite. Wait, this mm-hmm. is the the mouth is kind of a grin, you know, kind of upturned, but the eyes are not smiling at all. Sean, so I don't know what. <laughs> You just used a word that I'm sorry. I just can't let oh, go by the wayside. That's a Tyra Banks smizing, reference yeah. right there. I, I have not heard this word before. Marcy, you're oh, no. aware of smizing? Yeah. Yeah. It comes from Tyra Banks when she was doing America's Next Top Model, where you have to show you emotion your in your eyes, a smile in your eyes. You smize. Is it possible not to smile with your eyes? Like if I just do this? Yes. Yes. You can yeah. smile with dead, dead eyes that have no feeling in them. It's like <laughs> when you somebody knows you're not really doing it for real. Yeah. But now this I, is this Sean, is Roger. Now, now you're happy that we're doing this on video, aren't you, Sean? This yeah, is not right. um smiling, smizing is not that you have an active smile on your mm-hmm. mouth. It's that you're actively smiling. Oh, I'm sorry. It's supposed to be like this. No, no, that's ridiculous. You and work on weird. it. Work on it. People shouldn't be allowed to use words like that, even if they are multi-million-dollar supermodels. Well, she needed to describe to these models like what yeah. she wants them to do on the camera. The way you feel about the way I use jargon, Marcy, that term should offend. You. Well, I think this is—it's a real word. I think it's been added to the dictionary. Like, stop. Like, Tyra Banks' contribution to. The Queen's English, yeah, I think that's an actual. It's go. a real word now in the dictionary. Smizing, yeah. And this and this guy is doing the exact opposite. It's he's not smiling with his eyes. You know what this scene reminds me of? So, Marcy, <laughs> I know you've I know you've watched this movie with me, Sean. Have you ever seen the movie Clear and Present Danger? I don't think I have. Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford yeah. goes to fight Colombian drug lords. Is that a, a Tom Clancy joint? Yes. Yeah. No, I don't think I've seen that. I missed. That oh, one. that's too bad. All right. Well. Then I'll skip. Smile, I'll, I'll skip it. that story. No, there's one of my one of my most favorite moments in cinema from not Harrison Ford, but from Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how you feel if you're a Willem Dafoe guy. Absolutely, um, he's great. Oh, so there's this scene where Harrison Ford basically buys a, a helicopter uh, in order to go get these guys out of Colombia. And so he comes back to the chopper where Willem Dafoe, who's the CIA guy, is like preparing to 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 dust off. And Willem Dafoe says, get out of my chopper. And Harrison Ford just like shoves this bill of sale in his face and says, no, my chopper. And Willem Dafoe does this thing. I'll try to do with my eyes. I think we call it defosing he goes like this he goes like he's just like it's like he just realized in my mind like oh my god you're for real Mm -hmm. it's one of my you know what i'm talking about marcy i do every time every time we watch that movie i point that out to you and say isn't this great yes and it's been several times but i think your your acting right there about this look was amazing roger I wish this was a video podcast so everybody could see that. Well, you know, if we ever become a Patreon podcast, maybe we can give that to people, the video version of what we record. There you go. People right. pay wow. for that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right, you cheapskates. If you want it to be 10 or $20, fine. Anybody have anything else about what happens there in the bar? No. Or the grill. But- I'm sorry, Bonnie's grill. It's not a bar. Yeah. No. Can- well, well, I think you kind of alluded to it, but I, I do think, 
Um, it's worth pointing out that this is sort of a contrast to what we were talking about on Monday for Dalton, where like, yeah, he's, you know, he's got this violent job, but he doesn't like to be violent. It's just, he feels like this is kind of all he can do. Like, this is what he's good at where the, the diner guy is the opposite. The diner guy's disappointed. He was looking forward to, to being able to bounce this drunk out of the place. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, now the rent's been paid and he isn't going to be able to do that. Probably has to deal with him every single day. Yeah. How many more nights of being able to fall off fall off bar stools do we feel like Dalton has bought for this guy? Just tonight. Oh, one. Just, just tonight. One. Just tonight. Absolutely. Just tonight. So if Dalton doesn't come back every night, this guy's just going to get booted the first time he hits the floor. If Dalton's not there, he is going to hit the floor. Hell, like, ten minutes tonight. Ten I didn't minutes say- after Dalton leaves, he may be out. Wow. I don't know how. You know, we'll, we're, I'm being generous to say he bought them the one night. There's no honor among short order cooks, I guess, is what you're saying. John. No, I also yeah. don't. I also don't think he slapped down a hundy. I don't think there's a hundred bucks. No. We were talking about Waffle Houses last week with the Midnight Boys. I don't know from which part of the country you come from, Sean, or if you've ever had the pleasure of frequenting the House of Waffles. Um, I have not. If, uh, if, unless you've been in the South, or I guess what I've heard, the Southwest, there's no such thing as a Waffle House. Marcy, have you ever been to a Waffle House? No, and I haven't been um, for a specific reason because... Because you live in the North? The Waffle House that was in a vicinity of where I could have gone to had, like, this massacre of a shooting happen in it. Mm -hmm. And, like, after that, I was just like, I'm never going to Waffle House because people get shot there. Well, the reason why people get shot there is that most of the people who work there are working there as part of their parole. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, this happened when I was a teenager and, you know, I was just like, that was enough. I don't think that's there. I don't think that's the case with this guy. This guy appears to have been someone who was not quite, not quite good enough to get put in one of those Norman Rockwell paintings that we saw up at the museum, Marcy. Yeah. But he could have been. He's just been there forever. He started as a dishwasher at this restaurant. He's worked his way up to line cook, and he's worn the same T-shirt the whole time he's worked there. Do you think and never possible? washed it. Never washed it. Never washed it. It stands up on its own when he takes it off. So you guys feel like this guy just works here? He's a, he's a fixture. I was, I was wondering if maybe this is his place. Oh, no, it's, it's not his place. It's Bonnie's place. It's Bonnie's place. Yeah. I forgot about that. But this guy, this poor schlub has to sit here and contend with his sleepy people every night. Mm-hmm. He's drunk. He's not sleepy. We used to go to, we could just be really tired. He's probably also drunk too. I mean, this is late, right? It's like 4.30 in the yeah. morning. We, um, Marcy, did I ever take you when we went down to Duke? Did we ever go to Honey's? No, I don't think we only went there once. I don't even know if it's still to there. To Duke once. So, Sean, wh- I went to uh, Duke, um, and when I was down there, we used to we used to go to one of those places, like Bonnie's Grill. It was called Honey's. It was one of those twenty four hour truck stop grills. Do you ever have one of those places in in your youth or in part of your life that you could frequent? Yeah, yeah, we had a place. Well, I so I grew up in New Jersey, but we had a place, uh, the Blue Fountain Diner. And it was right across the street from uh, from the mall that had the movie theater. I used to be, a, a, well, I probably still am, a big Rocky Horror Picture Show fan. But every Friday Friday and Saturday night, we'd go, you know, the midnight showing, see the Rocky Horror, and then, you know, 2, 2.30 a.m., stumble across the street and uh, yeah, hit the 24-hour diner for, um, yeah, mm-hmm. cheese fries and gravy. 
can we guess which character you would like to dress up as? Oh uh, yeah, you're welcome. Please. Yeah, did yes. did you did you first? I did not. I was never. I never did any of the shadow cast stuff. I was strictly oh. audience member. Fair enough. But if if I was, if I if, if I were could, to join the cast, who do you who, think I should play? Well, no. The question was, who would you like to play? Okay. Um, gosh. <laughs> Um, Marcy, do you know the movie well enough, or is this a game nope, I'm playing I'm all out. by myself? You're in. Yeah. Okay. How about Rocky? Okay. The 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 yeah the, the that's strong the meatloaf, silent type. That's, no, isn't isn't he the meatloaf character who comes riding in on a motorcycle? No, that's Eddie. Eddie, that's what Eddie. I meant. That's Eddie, what I meant. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'll be the 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 motorcycle motorcycle riding badass who plays sax. Yeah. Who would you pick for yourself? Um, I'll stick with Eddie. Yeah, Eddie's a good one. Um, yeah, so how many or, times? How many times did you wind up seeing this movie? It wasn't like probably, every weekend, was it? Probably. I, I'm thinking in the neighbor. We I never counted, but probably in the neighborhood of eighty to hundred times. Holy cow! Um, so I mean, it, at, at that point, yeah. it ceases to become a. It ceases to be a movie, and it just becomes a pastime. It's it's an experience. Well, and also because it it. Um, I mean, it was we weren't very creative. There wasn't a lot to do. Um, you know, there weren't a lot of places to go. It was kind of a mixed crowd in terms of age. We had, you know, some, I mean, not 10 and 12 underage, but 18, 19 underage where you couldn't necessarily hang out at a bar. Um, so we would go and usually Friday night, we'd go see the movie, uh, go see Rocky Horror. Saturdays, we'd just go hang out in the parking lot. Um, you know, kind of half the crowd would go into the theater and watch the movie. Half the folks would just sit out in the parking lot, um, either drinking beers or, uh, you know, just listening to music. We hit the, the supermarket and load up on um, whipped cream canisters and suck the gas out of them. See, and then, when, was... then the movie let out, we head over to the to the diner. But, yeah, I did that for about, you know, kind of two and a half years end of end of high school into a year of college that was a simpler time they would never yeah. allow youths to loiter like that anymore it's just oh, not we, done we loitered the heck out of that place and i'm yeah and so then they we never they never rousted us out but we were we we, we didn't cause damage i bet you uh, have you know. some funny stories from the blue what you call it the blue <laughs> the blue fountain diner the blue fountain diner i bet there's yeah. some stories from after there's, movie there's there's some stories there. although it's um so if you listeners if you want to go find it if you wonder what i'm talking about the blue fountain isn't there anymore uh they tore it down to build a new diner on the same spot and they called it the fountain blue what? Oh, wild! You're so the blue. The you're blue lying, fountain, Sean. That's I, a funny joke. No, but I swear, I swear it's true. The Blue Fountain Diner is now the Fountain Blue. Did you? Did you just long con us? Is that was that a twenty minute shaggy do, shaggy dog story joke? Just no, so you could tell true. us that punchline. It's all true. Every word of it. Absolutely true. So here's what happened. Somebody came and bought that diner. Yeah. And then decided that the best thing to do was to raise it to the ground and build a brand new one isn't that kind of rude to the people you bought it from to just take the name and spoonerism it and then put it back in place <laughs> yeah, sure like shouldn't you at least have the decency if you're going to level a building to give it a different name to give it a different name i don't know if this was and i i 
I don't know the ownership situation. I don't know the ins and outs. Maybe it was like um, like a divorce situation where like one partner oh. had the blue fountain and then the other partner kind of won the diner in the split and said, I'll show you and kind of switch the name around. Perhaps this was a um, perhaps this was a health code rebranding type situation. You think they're like they're 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 dodging insurance at that point? They're like, hey, we'll change, we'll keep the name close enough so that we don't lose any clientele, but we change enough for legal purposes. We can kind of distance ourselves from uh, whatever nefarious stuff we had in the past. Who knows? I, would, I wouldn't put it past in, it. Is this place in Piscataway, New Jersey? P- Piscataway, New Jersey. Piscataway. Oh, wait a minute, Sean, are you a Scarlet Knight? <laughs> Um, no, actually, my uh, I grew up in a Scarlet Knight family. Both my parents went to Rutgers and then just kind of stayed in the area. Where isn't that um, where Rutgers is? Isn't it in Piscataway? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, that's yeah, that's where uh, the the Rutgers Athletic Center, where they play football, where the the stadium is. Um, for when I when it came for, for me to go to university, I got away. Um, Good for you. So I, I I did not go to Rutgers, but I am well steeped in in the Scarlet lore. Yeah. On the banks of the old Raritan. Such as it is. Such as it is. It's Fountain Blue, B-L-E-A-U. Yeah, so it's fancy. It's, yeah, Fountain Fountain Blue. I don't know if I need to say it with an X. Fountain Blue? Can can you just, like, drop at least one of those vowels? Like, there is no way in which that's how you spell the word blue. Not even if it's French. That's how they spell it. Old school joint since 1991 with late hours and sizable portions of nostalgic Greek and American dishes. An old school place since 1991. I think the people that wrote that yeah. description are like the they're like they're like the um, the guy Anthony DeLongis who plays Ketchum who writes who has written his own bio on in the IMDb. <laughs> no, <laughs> you missed you missed things... that you missed that last week because that was when he finally got to talk about Anthony DeLongis. <laughs> I don't know what I'm in right now, but it's like maybe Google reviews and you scroll down and it, it offers amenities mm-hmm. and there's a list of three amenities. Good for kids, mm-hmm. high chairs, mm-hmm. restroom. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's like, go, that's like trying to find a motel that offers air conditioning. <laughs> wow. It's, it, it's atmosphere includes casual and cozy as its descriptors. Mm-hmm. I feel like our digression is perhaps a commentary on Kelly Lynch's performance. So I have, I have in my notes here. So this is, I know I was kind of going to bat for her in the last scene. It says here in my notes, cause we get to this, we're going to get to this really interesting exchange between the two of them. Once they pull up next to his stop sign impaled automobile. Um, I have to, written down in my notes. I can't tell if Kelly Lynch is doing amazing acting or terrible acting in these scenes. Her line readings just seem so flat but maybe that's the sign of someone who has endured enough emotional pain to just make herself dead to the world. I think she's terrible. Like I really (laughs) do. (laughs) That's interesting. I don't like Kelly Lynch in this role, I guess. I just don't like her, but I don't think Annette Benning would have been a proper choice. I don't know who I want, but I don't want to see it. Well, that was where I was going to turn around and say, well, who would you prefer to like slide into that role? I can't even tell you. It's just I'm not getting what I want right here. Sean, if you and had part to play... of it is the hair. Like the the situation with this woman's hair is just so terrible. Well, I got news for you, Mars. No matter who they're sliding into that role, she's gonna be wearing a gown, a hairspray in every scene. I know. Sean, if you had to play mm-hmm. recasting couch for 
the role of Doc? Do you, is there somebody else from late 1980s that you would prefer? I'm trying to think. No one is really coming to mind because it's got to be like you can't be too glamorous because you've got to be kind of this small town doctor. Um, you know, it would have been fantastic if they had given this role to Sean Young. Ooh. Given given all the stories about how difficult she was on on set, how mm-hmm. many roles she auditioned for and didn't get, and was upset about, and she has sort of a, if you're familiar, so Sean, do you know Sean Young, your namesake? Yes, yes, I okay. do. Okay, Marcy, have you, are you familiar at all with Sean Young? I'm gonna look her up. I just She's, came across. She was almost Gina, Catwoman. I She's just came for. across Gina Davis, though. Who I She's almost a lot of things. She was in Blade yeah. Runner. She mm-hmm. was in Wall Street, but not the role she wanted in Wall Street. But Sean Young has a mysterious and somewhat dangerous quality to her that actually might have worked really well. If, yeah. they had pu- if they had put her in an outrageously blonde wig, she would not have been able to play this role with short-cropped black hair. Blade Runner, Sean Young. Yeah, yeah. Sean Sean Young looks very edgy. uh, Well, so is now. See, I'm going to throw out Gina Davis for this role. She's too cuddly. I I think I would have enjoyed it more. You got the bad guy and the kind of cuddly woman. Gina Davis is only Gina Davis is only capable of smizing. Oh. She has no other gear unless she's in one of those movies with her husband, like but The Longest yeah, Goodnight. No, because I'm, I'm thinking like Gina Davis around this time, or maybe it was the, the following year, 1990, was in Quick Change. Like she's. This is around the time she's making Earth Girls are easy. Yeah, she's a bit much. What do you think about Helen Hunt? I think no Helen one knows Hunt, who Helen Hunt at this time. She's got gigantic no. bangs. When did she look, handle? It's not more bad hair. Hair is not a problem, but like, when is Mad About You? She's not even Mad About You at this point. How old is Helen Hunt? I mean, hey, don't get me wrong. I feel the same way about Helen Hunt that Marcy feels about Patrick Swayze. No, Helen Hunt had been around. Um, yeah, I mean, she's she's not. In yeah, what? she's not mad about you. She's not a big star, but she's in a bunch of stuff. She's done a couple movies, some TV stuff. She's late 20s. I mean, this might be too obvious a pick, but what about Daryl Hannah? I feel like Daryl Hannah could honestly be interchangeable with Kelly Lynch, and we would probably get the same emotionally dead performance. Yeah, that's. I think that's a lateral move. I'm not there. saying that would be a good idea. Yeah. What about Elizabeth Shue? Oh, oh, now we're talking, Marcy. Okay. There you go. Because that would be, yeah. so So that's four years after the Karate Kid. That would have been, no, yeah. that would have been quite an interesting career choice for Elizabeth Shue. Because that definitely would have said, she's grown up now and she doesn't need to play a kid anymore. Yeah. this would That would have been a good move for her after Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah, she's in Cocktail in 1988. Which that is only would... a year after Adventures of Babysitting. Yeah, you know who else is in Cocktail, Sean? Kelly Lynch. Kelly Lynch, right. That's right. So, you know, maybe if they had kind of, if they had switched, if like, this is like a sliding door situation. If, <laughs> if um, Elizabeth Shue ends up in this role, who knows how her life would have turned out? Does she end up winning it? Uh, or does she end up getting that Academy Award nomination for Leaving Las Vegas? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but yeah, Elizabeth Shue is kind of pretty much the answer to any question. She is, and I like her hair much better. 
I don't know why I'm so fixated by all these women's hair, but like I don't either. It's Marcy, cute. can I can I introduce you to a little thing called hair and makeup? I know it yeah. just drives me crazy. I don't know. Perhaps you should judge not what they look like because well, I, they probably I didn't have like a lot of control over that. I don't like her performance either. But I would have much. Like... I would have been very happy having Allie in this role. Allie with a with a Y. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so okay, so. Let's talk. Can we talk about this this exchange that they have in this minute? Because this is kind of like, this is sort of like the, this is the continuation of the conversation that they had at the last minute. So this is when they pull up, and Doc says to Dalton, "You live some kind of life, Dalton." And Doc says, "Two." And then there's a pause. Ugly for you. And then Doc says, "I didn't say that." How do we feel about that? Well, then I have, so I have my notes. I have her line. I didn't say that. And then in parentheses, but it's true. And this is kind of what I was talking about Monday, like where I feel like he's kind of winning her over in the first minute that we talked about this week. Whereas and then at the end, like not so much. I do think the, Wait, the she... life is too big. I don't know the of ugly is really the word I would use, but yeah, like it's, it is the life is too ugly for her even though she didn't say that. Where did you get that? But it's true. I didn't get that at all. I'm, huh. That's uh, that's just my note, like my impression. Because I, I think, oh, okay. yeah, I'm not saying she's saying that. I'm saying oh. she didn't say that, but it is true. Um, oh. I think I think he's, um, you know, he, he's kind of read her right when, you know, kind of his her impression of his lifestyle and the way he's living. Um, but then we, you know, we kind of said like, maybe she's, you know, kind of the, the messing, you know, kind of messing with danger, like kind of the, the adrenaline, maybe she's attracted to it a little bit, but it, it isn't something that she likes. I didn't get the, but is true. I, I think, I think at this point she is, that? she is ready to sign on to, I think she's okay with Dalton. I think she's torn. I think when, when they're talking, um, you know, I, I think he's, you know, he's kind of pleasant to be with, pleasant to talk to. But I think after she drops him off and she's driving away, she's not swooning. She's not thinking, oh, what a great guy. What a nice guy. You know, she's not signing, you know, in her notebook writing Mrs. Dalton or whatever, you know, that I think <laughs> once once she's kind of out of his sphere of influence, she's like, this guy is trouble. What are you doing? You need to get your head straight. You need to, you need to distance yourself from this troublemaker. Well, I don't want to cheat the next minute, Sean, but they're about to have a pretty smoking hot kiss. Uh, I don't know that I would call That's... that smoking hot. Yeah. I don't know if I read it that way. I think, I think she's kind of like, mm, I could take her this or leave it. Yeah. Not, not really a hundred percent putting the effort into like pursuing this guy. Okay, but she is going to show up at the double deuce again. Yeah, I don't know why she's doing that. Because she's into him. (laughs) She likes him. Why are you all attempting to essentially break these two lovebirds up when she's already said to him, I know that you're not a nice guy. And she says in this minute, I didn't say that you're too ugly for me. I don't know. Maybe she just knows this is like a lifetime of stitches ahead of her and yeah. broken bones. She's I mean, I, I do think, you know, he's winning her over, but I do think she's conflicted. I don't, at least not yet. She's not all in on this guy and she is wary of, 
the life he has chosen. Well, I've written in my notes that like Dalton's Dalton's eyes in this scene when he's looking at her, like that's pretty intense. I think if I were Doc, I would be swooning right now. <laughs> what do you, what do you think, Marcy? So in terms of nonverbal communication, how are you is is Dalton doing a good job of of I don't know what the I want to kiss you right now. Emo- like emotion is with your eyes. Yeah. So how do you feel about Dalton's eye acting in this scene? Since that seems to be the topic of the week. I think he's doing a great job. I do yeah. too. I wrote down in my notes here. I think he could start a fire if he stared at leaves. He's got that. <laughs> mi- <laughs> he's got that mini mock turtleneck on right there. The mm-hmm. mini mock is back. The mini mock. Well, that's his, that's it. That's also his current bouncer's uniform. He's yeah. still, he's still dressed in. He's dressed. You know what he's dressed in Marcy? He's dressed in a black mini mock, but yes. he's wearing ho- hold your ears. If you need to, he's wearing pleated pants. <gasps> I know. I saw them. They're white too. Uh, oh white pleated pants. It, it was the eighties. There were a lot of pleats. He, it's yeah. like yeah. it's like he's confused, and he thinks he should simultaneously be on the shows Walker Texas Ranger and Miami Vice all at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I bet they're also like tapered down to the to the to a point at the his bottom. legs. Yeah. Yeah. Or his pants. His pants. Oh, okay. <laughs> his legs too, probably. Yeah, his legs too. He's, he's got a dancer's bod. Yeah. Um, but I, I think want... he's doing a very good job of being Patrick Swayze right at this moment. Smoking hot, steamy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the hair. Right. We haven't we haven't talked about it yet for this scene, but the the hair is definitely doing it. The, the, the Swayze hair is on mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's got good hair. He's got really good hair for someone mm-hmm. who was just in a drop down, uh, like drag out fist fight. Yeah. Although if if you all, if we go with, with your theory that this happened after he got off shift, then maybe he had some time to go get himself cleaned up. So yeah. Freshen up, powder his nose. His hair looks better than hers. Her hair is, she's got all kinds of like hair going all which way and I don't know if I can identify split ends from this distance, but there's some, her hair is not yeah. doing well. Roger is so critical about the hair, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think I just, as as we were talking in this last minute and a half, I realized why I don't like Kelly Lynch in this role is because I don't find her at all attractive. Like from top to tail, like this woman is unattractive to me. And like, Mm -hmm. there are lots of women that I find very attractive and she is not one of them. And I think I don't like Patrick Swayze with her because Patrick Swayze needs somebody that is a little bit more something, something going on. And in my opinion, she's just not a good match. So you're basically shipping Dalton and Denise in this movie. No, God, Denise is <laughs> terrible. Sean, you know who um, you know who Denise is, right? That's yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, who else is there in in Jasper? It, it's it does not exist. Out of all the people in Jasper, Dalton is clearly making the right choice. Yeah. No. She's she is <laughs> at least somewhat attractive. She's obviously smart. She's mm-hmm. a probably well a well off for herself career woman. I don't know. That's who I would probably choose. Yeah. She rubs me the wrong way. I don't right. like her. Fair enough. Well, all right. that'll make for some interesting conflict over the rest of the pod. So that's good. But, you know, I agree with you in terms of sort of attractiveness from a male perspective. It's not. It's not just me. 
No. No. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it is not. We are three to zero that she's not exactly the most outrageously attractive person. She's very thin and thin in a lot of ways for me. (laughs) Like that. Yeah. I think Marcy's talking about her cleavage. No, I mean, like, she's just a very thin woman, thin hair, thin everything. Anyway, she's not my cup of tea. Thin. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Let's not let that sentence go by. Thin, <laughs> thin, thin hair, thin everything. Thin. Are, are you imagining that her hair is thinning, like it's falling out? No, it's just like I don't know. I have objections to almost all the hair in this movie, but like I wish that her hair was more normal. But I wish that all of the 80s hair would just get burned in an Aquanet fire. Um, but <laughs> I think there, there has to be some accommodation made for the context that this, in which this movie was made. I'll, I'll chill out about it. All right. But you're right. We, we're, all, we're all on team no doc. Yeah. Okay. Great. I guess. I don't yes. feel as bad. Yeah. It's unanimous. Could... Uh, could we just pause and sort of pour one out again for Dalton's right passenger window that now has a stop sign impaled through it? Yeah. I love the effort put in. <laughs> you know, you've got to really be committed to rip a stop sign out of the ground. Well, not just not just that, but this is a parking lot. Someone had to turn around, see a stop sign in some intersection, which is adjacent to this parking lot, walk over and get it, bring it back, and then use it to break the window. Stop this sign is- on a pole. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been worse. Well, not just any sign, like specifically a stop sign, because they want the guy to stop. Like I like the uh, I like the message here. They're they're on they're on message. They're on point. So you're saying this is another case. This is another case of Roadhouse sort of hitting it right on the nose. Yeah. They put they put a hat on a hat or a sign on a sign, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When I was in college, there were so many road signs in people's dorm rooms, Mm -hmm. like. Everybody seemed to have ripped off a road sign from somewhere in Maine and just I, brought it into their room. I had I had a road sign in my room um, that I did not steal from a road. I found it somewhere. It probably wasn't mine to it. keep at that point. No, it wasn't mine to keep. It had, it had been sort of discarded clearly. And clearly. in our in our common room, we also had a table made out of a road sign. Was that a thing, like, in the 90s that people did? Make like, tables out of road signs? Just thief road signs. I think that was a th- I think that was a thing, Marcy, in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s and the 60s, all the way back to the invention of motorized transportation. Do you think people still do that? Yes. Really? Marcy, right. haven't you heard about this devious licks thing that was happening in September? No. Have you heard about this thing, Sean? No, I've not heard. Please tell us. Oh, I'll make it real short because I know we're already going late. (laughs) Um, So there was this thing in schools all around the country in September called devious licks. Licks is slang, I guess, for stealing. And so people just started. It started with like somebody, I guess, who stole like a box full of masks from a supply closet. And then it moved on to like, we're going to steal the toilet paper from the supply closet. Then we're going to start stealing other things and we're going to videotape them and we're going to we're going to uh, tape it and we're going to post it on TikTok. This is where this started to emerge. And so it started with devious licks and then people started just progressively upping the ante and calling it like diabolical licks, super devious licks. Don't try to search for it on Mar- on TikTok, Marcy. You won't find it. Um, 
And eventually, just like just like an anchorman, things escalated quickly. They really got out of hand. Like there were videos of kids stealing toilets from bathrooms. Um, there was a video of someone stealing the keys to the school bus and of course taking it for joyride. It got so bad hmm. that the that the the educators of the United States basically had to appeal to TikTok to ban all the hashtags related to devious licks, and they did. And it basically it 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 had the intended result of kind of smothering this deviousness. So yes, I do think that people have been stealing things for fun forever. Sean, you're looking around like you're trying to find all the stolen merchandise in your store. <laughs> no? Okay. I have nothing. I, I wasn't there. You can't prove anything. I don't think I have anything yeah. either. Not in this room. No. Yeah, I guess that's so. quite a story. We'll tell you what. So on our Wednesday shows, Sean, uh, we mm-hmm. like to do a little guest segment. We like to have a little fun with our guests. And I so, like fun. good. Well, you're going to enjoy this question. We would like to know from you, which of Brad Wesley's henchmen do you feel like you most closely identify with? I'm going to go with Tinker. All right. I think that the Tink Man, and we're actually getting a little peek, a, a very little look at him right at the end of next minute coming up to, to close out the week. But tell yeah, us I'm why. Going, I'm going with Tinker. Tell us why. Uh, you know, just a, a, a fun loving guy, good natured, you know, not, not perfect, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that that's good to hear. That I think that that's. But which that's, one of us are? It's a, it's a it's a credit to you. Um, we that's we had a we haven't had a tinker person pick mm-hmm. tinker in a while. Um, that yeah. I feel like that's what we got for like the first three guests because they were also really nice guys, much like yourself. We've been mm-hmm. having a lot of O'Connors or Morgans um, in the in the past couple of folks. Yeah, that All makes right. sense. Well, Sean, before we close, uh, could you just remind us again all the fine places that we can see and hear you on the internet? Sure. I'm, I'm all over the place. You can find me uh, talking about uh, Spinal Tap at SpinalTapMinute.com. Uh, talk about Groundhog Day and Bill Murray at GroundhogMinute.com. Uh, talk about Mime at 5MinutesOfMime.com. And I've also got a current show where I talk about all kinds of stuff, uh, pop culture related, uh, one scene at a time. We do we do television, we do movies, we do music, we do all kinds of stuff. And that's at NextScenePod.com. Well, thank you once again for listening to another episode of Roadhouse Minute. Please, if you can, rate and review us on your favorite podcatching app. Come and join us on Facebook at The New Double Deuce. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at, at @rhminute, and you can email us at daltonsaysbenice at gmail.com. So remember, until next time, be nice. Bye now. Bye.